Good morning, church. Everybody great today? Amen. Amen. Do you believe that you're great? Say that a lot. I am. Yeah, there you go. I am great. I am great. Tell somebody you're great. Find somebody. Yeah, tell somebody they're great. Let's all just get this, this greatness moving around here. We serve a great and mighty God. And uh, we're going to talk about the fact this morning that the same great and mighty God who, uh, who did amazing things in the Old Testament, who, who anointed Jesus so that he could begin to uh, do the works of the ministry, heal the sick, raise the dead, feed the multitudes, uh, all the miraculous things that Jesus did. That same great and amazing God is on the inside of each one of us. And here's, here's what happened. Jesus came uh, and, and lived, this earth, lived on this earth in a way that demonstrated to people who God was. Jesus came and he lived on this earth in, in a way that demonstrated to people who God was and what God wanted to do. When we look at Jesus many times, uh, we, we are struck by the difference between God as we saw him in the Old Testament and God as we see him in the New Testament. But we see Jesus in the New Testament just getting right in the middle of the things that were going on, the day-to-day things that were happening in people's lives. He was getting involved in their lives, and he was bringing them into the kingdom of God. He was bringing the kingdom of God to people, praise God. And in the same way that Jesus did that, we need to be the kind of people who bring the kingdom of God to people. We need to introduce people to the strength of God, to the glory of God, to the power of God, to the love of God. We need to let the world know there's a God in heaven who loves you. But what happens many times in, the, in this day and age is we get locked up behind the doors of the stuff that's going on in the world, COVID and, and the financial crisis and the political crisis and all the things that are, that are going on. And, and somehow we end up locking ourselves away in a place. I like, uh, Ed was talking about this the other day. Um, this, this phrase, social distancing. Everybody's talking about social distancing. But actually, we don't want to distance ourselves socially. God doesn't want to be socially distant to us. We shouldn't want to be socially distant to one another. We may need, we need, may need to have some physical boundaries where we're physically distancing. But socially, we need to be engaged. Socially, we need to be engaged with one another. You know, the scripture says that, uh, that we should not neglect gathering together with the believers. And, and we need to be thinking ahead of time about how we can encourage somebody, how we can empower somebody. We're supposed to go into a room and change what the room is like. We're supposed to go into the world and change what the world is like. That's what Jesus did, and that's what we're supposed to do. Now, in uh, the Gospel of John, the 16th chapter, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's, they're fixing to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he is speaking to his disciples, and he's talking to them about a things, the, the, the manifestation of, of his kingdom and how great and amazing things are fixing to happen. Now, the disciples have been watching Jesus all this time, and they've seen him do amazing things. But what they really want him to do is set the kingdom up on earth. <coughs> Pardon me. I mean, they had, a, they had a mindset about what they wanted Jesus to do and how they wanted Jesus to be. 
And so when Jesus begins to share with them that he's going to give them the Holy Spirit and the power of God is going to be a manifestation, all those kind of things, they're kind of like, yeah, Jesus, now we get what you're talking about because you finally got on the page that we wanted you to be on. And then Jesus speaks to them here in the 16th chapter, in the 31st verse, and Jesus, it says, Jesus asks them, do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with him. So Jesus says, the time is coming and the time is here now, when you will be scattered. Notice what happens. When they believe, a scattering happens. When they believe, a scattering happens. And, 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 and Jesus is speaking to this, the reality that each of us need to grab a hold of in our own life, that even though we have faith in God, even though we can trust God, that doesn't mean that all the circumstances are always going to go the way that we want them to. And we're going to be talking about today, from the, from the uh, place of Scripture, understanding that bad things happen in the world, but a God who is good still lives on the inside of us and that he has placed us in the world and he has anointed us to take his overcoming power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to a world that is lost and dying, that is desperate to, to, to see God doing something, desperate to see God moving. Jesus went on to say here in verse 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. He, notice he just told them, you're going to be scattered. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Now you're going to be in a world where hard things are going to go on. This is not necessarily a promise that we say, well, I'm just believing God for trials and tribulations, right? You know, I'm just believing God for some hard times to come. I really, I just, I just, I really want to experience some hard times. No, we're not asking God to bring hard times into our life, but here's the reality, church. We live in a broken world. We live in a damaged world. We live in a world where hard times come, and Jesus made sure, even though he was telling his disciples, you're going you're gonna to hear things by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is going to lead you. The Spirit of God is going to guide you. The Spirit of God is going to direct you. He said to them, these are the things that are, that are going to happen, but you're going to, have, you're going to have the opportunity for trials and tribulations to come. They're going to be there. And what you've got to do is stop, uh, is stop allowing them to shut you down and stop allowing them to keep, or stop allowing them to keep you from being who God's called you to be and from doing what it is that God has called you to do. We have to be people who make a decision based upon the Word of God that we are going to meet the circumstances of life head on, that we're going to meet people who, if they're sick, we're going to lay hands on them and pray for them. People who, if they need, if they're hungry, that we're going to be the ones who feed them, that we're the ones who are going to be make, making a difference in the world. We weren't sent into the world just to enjoy the world. No, we were sent to the world to transform it and bring the presence of God's kingdom wherever we go. And we have to be people who are determined that we are going to do that. And many times we just think, well, but the trials and the tribulations. No, Jesus wants us to go 
through the trials and tribulations. He doesn't want us to live under the circumstances that surround us. He doesn't want us to live under the circumstances of political pressures. He doesn't want us to live under the circumstances of finances. He doesn't want us to live under the circumstances of health issues. He doesn't want us living under the circumstances. He wants us to take authority over circumstances and manifest who he is to the world. In John, uh, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse, or first John chapter four and verse four, the apostle John's speaking to the church and he's talking about the spirit of Antichrist and how the spirit of Antichrist is gonna be uh, in manifestation. He said that spirit is already here. But then he said this, but you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Overcome the spirit of Antichrist because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We need to stop worrying about and being afraid of the Antichrist, what the Antichrist might do, any, any of those things. The spirit of the Antichrist is being manifested through political parties, whatever it is. We need to stop being fearful of those things and make a determination in our hearts that we're going to meet those things head on and we're going to present them with the kingdom of God, not with the kingdom of man, but with the kingdom of God and with the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God, the blessing of God, praise God. We're going to feed the hungry. We're going we're gonna to heal the sick by the power of God. We're going to raise the dead because the same spirit is on us that was on Jesus. And we're not going to hide behind our doors cowering in fear of what's going on in the world. We've got to be people who rise up and say, I am going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. You know, so many times as Christians, we relegate the kingdom of God to after we leave this earth. But Jesus didn't relegate the kingdom of God to when he left. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't relegate the kingdom of God to a future time. He said the kingdom of God is among you. And so what we need to do is, is recognize the kingdom of God is here now. And we've got to meet the world face to face. I read a quote this, morning, or this week as I was, I, was, I was preparing that God cares about us and he wants to do amazing things in our lives, not only in the sweet by and by, but in the nasty here and now. Not just in the sweet by and by, but in the nasty here and now. And sometimes we want to say, well, you know, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't believe that, that the here and now is bad. Well, you need to face reality. Because the here and now isn't what God desires for it to be. And if we compare here and now, the way circumstances are in, in our lives right now, to the way heaven's going to be when God is totally getting his way, and we need to begin to pray, God, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And we need to bring manifestations of the kingdom of God wherever we go, just as Jesus did. In spite of the hard times, in spite of the tribulations, in spite of the trials, the sorrows, the troubles that are going on in this life. In Acts, the 14th chapter, the Apostle Paul has been ministering. He's been preaching the gospel. Lives are being changed. People are being healed. Great things are going on. Churches are being established across the continent. And, and he's been preaching. And it says in, in verse 21, after preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of, or Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. And they encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. 
The Bible doesn't teach us that we will have a trouble-free life, but the Bible does teach us that uh, when we begin to face the hardships, the trials, and the troubles of life, that the greater one lives on the inside of us, and we must make a decision not to be bounded by the troubles, not to be bounded by the trials, not to be bounded by, by the tribulations of this world, but we must make a decision that we're going to go through everything that's thrown at us. We're going to walk through and manifest God's kingdom everywhere we go. The Amplified Translation of this verse says, Strengthening, and, or Paul went out preaching, Strengthening and establishing the hearts of the disciples, Encouraging them to remain firm in the faith, Saying, it is through many tribulations and hardships that we must enter the kingdom of God. The NIV says, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. So our answer is not to step back and, and realign our lives based upon the hardships, but it's in, in us looking at, seeing the hardships, seeing the trials, seeing the tribulations, seeing the trouble that's in the world and saying, go, but I'm going to go to the world and I'm going to take the kingdom of God to them. I'm going to go through the tribulations. I'm going to go through the hard times. The spirit of Antichrist is in the world, but it will not overcome me because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Praise God. I am an overcomer. God says I have overcome. The same spirit that he placed on Jesus for Jesus to overcome the principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this age is the spirit that's upon each one of us. We've got to stop running from the kingdom of darkness and press through the kingdom of darkness and take the gospel to people who are locked up in the darkness. We have to make a decision. I'm going to press through. We must go through the trials, the tribulations, and the troubles of life. We have a helper to empower us to do that the Holy Spirit. He is with us, and he's, he's going to be with us, praise God, until Jesus himself comes back. In James, the first chapter, the Apostle James speaks about this uh, idea, this thought process of, uh, the, of the kingdom of God and of how we will face trials and tribulations, the hard times that this, that this life offers in the presence of God. James chapter 1, verse 2 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. What does James say? Dear brothers and sisters, troubles of, of various kinds are going to come our way. Troubles of various kinds are going to come our way. But we've got to make a decision how we are going to meet those troubles. Are we going to meet them head on? Are we going to confront the troubles? Are we going to confront the hard times? Are we going to do what God's called us to do? Uh, th there's a... a Scripture where, that, where Jesus, uh, you, you remember, has been empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is poured out from heaven on him. Jesus is baptized in water. The Holy Spirit descends upon him. Uh, everybody hears the Spirit of God. God speaks and says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Scripture right after says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested, to be tempted, to be tried by the devil. 
And I used to really complain to God about that because I thought it wasn't fair. Just when everything is really looking good, you know, then, you know, why would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus into this, lead Jesus into these tests? Why would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus into these trials? Why would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus into these troubled times? And, and God just began to speak to me, and he said, Jay, in this life, you're going to have trouble. There are going to be hard times. There are going to be tests. There are going to be trials. Tough things are going to happen. Though you uh, experience these hard times, though you experience these tough times, you need to do that the way Jesus did it, led by the Spirit. See, if we'll be led by the Spirit into the wilderness where we're going to get tempted by the devil, we can overcome what it is that the enemy is trying to do. Many of us simply find ourselves in the wilderness, can't figure out what to do about it, and we end up sitting in the wilderness or wandering in the wilderness like the children of Israel did for 40 years. But what we've got to do is make a decision. I'm not going to be trapped in the wilderness. I am not of the wilderness. And I, I am uh, anointed with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is upon me. The Holy Spirit lives and dwells on the inside of me. And I am going to face every situation, every troubling time, every trial, every affliction. I'm going to, I'm going to face them led by and empowered by the Spirit of God so that I can overcome the spirit of Antichrist that exists in this world. I'm going to rise above. I'm going to take authority over the spirits of darkness. I'm going to take authority over the rulership of hell. I'm going to bring the kingdom of God, the presence of God, the power of God, the healing of God, the deliverance of God, praise God, the provision of God to a world who is lost in darkness. They're living in the wilderness, but I'm going to go through the wilderness. I'm going to take the message of God. I'm going to show them who God is, praise God, and I'm not going to stay there. We must make a determination in our hearts that though we live in trouble sometimes, though we live in hard times, we will not be defined by the hard times. We will be defined by the greater one who lives and dwells on the inside of us. We must make a choice to go through the darkness, praise God. We must make a choice to take the healing presence of Jesus Christ, the healing power of God through the darkness. I want to challenge you today, church, because it is, it is hard in the days in which we live. We are faced with temptations and trials that are announced to us, proclaimed over us, through television, through news media, through everywhere we go. We're hearing how awful things are and how bad things are. There's COVID and financial oppression and there's sickness and there's disease. And what are we going to do? The answer is we're going to be led by the Spirit of God, empowered by the Spirit of God, and we're going to go through every one of them because we, anointed by God, are the answer to the problems which the world faces. You are the answer. You are the answer, praise God. The same spirit that was on Jesus is the spirit that's on you. You have on the inside of you what Jesus had on the inside of him. We've got to begin to see who we are, defined by the word of God, defined by the presence of God, defined by the power of God, not defined by the wilderness, but defined by the kingdom in which we live. 
and take God and the answers he has given us to a world that is lost and dying. Matthew, the 28th chapter, Jesus speaks and, and provides his disciples with a commission. Go into the world, make disciples of all nations, baptize them, and teaching them to do what I taught you to do. Think about it. When Jesus sent out his disciples, the scripture says that he sent them out and he gave them power to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to raise the dead. Jesus had been speaking to these guys. They had seen Jesus in action. They had learned how to follow his anointing, how to walk in his anointing, and how to perform miracles. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that the disciples came back to us and they said, Wow, Jesus, amazing things have happened. Demons were cast out. Sick people were healed. You know, provision was made available. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the heaven. What had happened? The disciples had gone out and manifested the kingdom of God in the wilderness. And the evil principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, and the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places were brought down. They were caused to kneel because the name of Jesus was proclaimed. We've got to realize we can't afford to hide with our masks on and our doors closed and be afraid of what the world is doing. We are the answer to what the world's going through. The peace of God is the answer to what people are experiencing today. The healing power of God is the answer to what people are experiencing. You have the answer. But you have to determine in your heart, no, not that you're going to, not that you're going to be in the trial, not that you're going to be in the tribulation, but that you're going through it. Praise God. I will not be bound. I will not be held back. That's the determination that we need to have in our hearts. I'm going to go and share the kingdom of God with people who don't know that there's a God in heaven who loves them and cares about them. There's a God in heaven who did not send sickness and disease on people. There's a God in heaven who did not send poverty on people. No, it's the thief who comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, praise God. And he's the one we've got to share to a world that is desperately fearful of the days in which we live. Donald Trump is not the answer to the problem. Vice President Biden is not the answer to the problem. The Republican Party is not the answer to the problem. The Democratic Party is not the answer to the problem. The answer to the problem is Jesus, praise God. And we need to take that Jesus we need to be as determined to see Jesus take his kingdom as we are to see, uh, or more determined than we are to see political parties raised up and, and presidents and Supreme Court members that we want to see put in place. We need to be more determined about letting people know about Jesus. If you've got to put a sign out in your front yard 
Don't, don't make it a Trump sign. Don't make it a Biden sign. Make it a Jesus sign, praise God. If, if you gotta, if you got to uh, put a bumper sticker on your car, find you a Jesus bumper sticker. If, if, if it doesn't do anything else, it will make you feel guilty when you start breaking laws. <laughs> Going too fast. <laughs> I, can, I, I, I think that light will stay yellow long enough, you know. At least if you get that Jesus bumper sticker on you, you know, you get it, you, you, you know you're carrying the name. I got I to gotta, I gotta honor the name. Listen, folks, it's when we rise up and be who God's called us to be and start acting as God has called us to act and start living as God has called us to live that we will manifest who God is to a world that's lost and dying, that's desperately broken, and living under the powers and authorities of hell. We have the answer. The answer is present on the inside of you and on the inside of me. And we've got to take the answer to a world that is hurting and desperate and needs to meet with Jesus. Praise God. Stand up with me. Let's pray today. Father... In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I give you praise. Because God, you, the mighty God, are our deliverer. You have delivered us, the scripture says, from the powers of darkness, and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you in the name of Jesus, Father God, that we don't have to bow our knees to the rulers of this age. And all the trouble and the travail that, that they might bring upon the earth, thank you in the name of Jesus. That they do not set our boundaries. We are not bound by them. We are not held back by them. But God, thank you in the name of Jesus that we can carry your light into the dark places. To people who are desperate, to people who are hurting, to people who are sick, to people who are hungry, to people who are dying. We can bring Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that as we commit ourselves fully to you, to your kingdom, to your desires, to your plans, Lord, as we begin to lay down our own kingdoms and the things we want and surrender and give ourselves completely to the things you want, thank you that you, your will, your kingdom, will be released through us and through our lives. Thank you, God, that because you said so, we can pray for the sick. Thank you that because you said so, we can cast out demons. Thank you because you said so, we can bring a knowledge of, of Jesus and of you, the mighty God, and of the precious Holy Spirit. We can bring that reality to a world that is lost and desperate. And Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, 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 in Jesus' name, I bind the lies of the enemy which are trying to encompass and, and, and put uh, uh, restrictions upon the lives of your church. I bind the lies of the enemy. Lord, as your word says, 
the God of this world blinds the minds of those who don't believe. Thank you in Jesus' name that we are not blinded, that the blinders are taken off, that we see who you are, that we see what you've proclaimed, that we see what you've called us to do, God, and that we engage in it. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, Father God. Thank you that he's filling our lives. He's filling us up to overflowing. And that the presence of the Almighty God is going to spill through our hearts and our lives, even as Jesus prophesied. Out of our inmost being, rivers of living water flow. And refresh those who have been held captive by the enemy, bringing deliverance to them. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. That as we submit ourselves, as we surrender ourselves to your kingdom, that we become that kind of people. Not bound, not restricted, no. Kingdom proclaimers. Thank you in the name of Jesus for it. And Lord, as we, as we close this morning in worship, I thank you. Anybody here, Father God, that has a need, any need at all, Father God, there's someone in this place this morning that's never committed themselves to the Lordship of Jesus. Thank you today, Father God, that the time is now and the time is good for hearts to be changed, for lives to be empowered. God, if there's anyone here this morning who needs to receive the infilling of the precious Holy Spirit, thank you, Father God, that they can pray in faith, that they can, they can receive the infilling of your Spirit, God. Lord, if they need uh, information, if they need a word from you, God, if they need wisdom for you today, that we can pray for them. Lord, if there's anybody here that needs healing, thank you that we can pray for them, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name, Father God, that you have placed upon us your Holy Spirit to empower us that we can pray, Father God, and shake the kingdoms of this world and put your kingdom in place in Jesus' name. As we worship this morning, I invite you to come and to pray. You can come and kneel at the altar. If you want someone to pray with you, we've got folks over here who know what the Bible says, who know what God's Word says. They're anointed. They're gifted by the Holy Spirit. They can give you some help today. You can just uh, tap or just motion for them. They will come and pray with you if you want someone to pray with you today. We want you to know and understand that God loves you that God wants to do great things in your life. And we encourage you just to spend your hearts, your times in your lives in worship to Him, allowing Him to bring His will in your life.